podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. Hey. Patrons Pod. choking as we speak. <laughs> Good start. Pod 230. No, two, 323. Oh my God. 323. Three, three points goes right to your head. Yeah. It's I'm, you all all I'm all over the place. <laughs> uh, I'm Jim Daly. Joining me, Kevin Day. Hello there. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Boyce. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And... We're going to combine our special guest with our patron shout-out. Wow. So this week's patron shout-out goes to a man quite literally in the room with us. So can I get a drum roll, please, for Mr. Julian Chinnery. Hurrah. Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well. I've had a fantastic weekend, JD. Good. Which I've already told you about. I've, I've got slightly over Guinness. <laughs> we won, and that is why I'm here, because I said I wouldn't come if we didn't yeah. win. Thank God we did. Finally, a fellow lovey. On the show, somebody yeah. from my industry finally, somebody from the fourth emergency service is finally <laughs> yes. on the There's a lot of schmooze coming from that side of the table. Um, shall we read out a review from iTunes? Yeah, is yes. it in the shape of a manager? It's, it's not, it's just a general, a general oh, one okay. today. So, uh, yeah, it's from Neil Von Eagle. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. And he Neil. says, uh, Well worth a listen for the very latest CPFC news. Oh, yeah, I can't nice. believe people think we're a news source. We'll yeah, take that. Yeah, yeah. Love this Palace podcast. Some, some of it made up. Fake news. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> uh, listening to it is time well spent if you're a Palace follower. I'll get this, Kevin. Informed, honest, and open discussion on all the latest topics affecting the club. Great stuff from the guys. Please keep Adam Sells on the show. Oh. He is so well informed and interesting. I didn't yeah. know Adam had iTunes. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great podcast. Well worth listening. Five stars. Thank you, Neil Von Eagle. Thank well you, Neil. Done, Neil. Yeah. Very and nice. Thank you for making Selzy unbearable for the next two weeks. Can <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. we only give five stars? You can give zero up to five. Okay. Yeah. And I think our average rating is 4.9 something. So that's, that's good. We've got a very supportive fan base. Thank you very much. And uh, well, let's, let's and crack also on. And Mrs. Daly's at home all day doing nothing else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In between that. Um, Palace won. Palace won. As you said, Julian. Palace won. So Park, I actually feel a bit weird saying it. Um, Palace beat Newcastle 1-0. Big game, Kevin. Needed a result. Yes. And it, it, and it got it. But it was, it was the manner of it that was so there was a, pleasing. Yeah, there was a sense of relief. 
genuine relief, actually. I, and I tweeted about being... I was actually slightly emotional because there has been a lot of negative noise around the club in the past couple of weeks. Some of it from us, I have to say, but... But yeah, it, that's you, fair. Most you, you hear a lot of Palace fans who somehow they we, they know somebody in the club. It's not a happy club. Everyone keeps coming up. Something's wrong behind the scenes. But the only positive though, in the Portsmouth's arms before the game on on Saturday, our Patreon <laughs> was like Henry V the night before Agincourt. He was, he was just going around to little groups of dispirited soldiers saying, "No, no we're fine. We're going to win." Newcastle <laughs> shocking. He was proper little touch of Harry in the night, as Shakespeare put it. It was. But, but everyone I, I, else, did, I did meet the the. the the guy from the Posh's village in the valley. No, you did. I cheered him up from yeah. Welsh Wales. But it was, we've, how many times this season, the last season, and the season before that, have we said, let's get on the front foot in a game and see what happens? And that's exactly what we did. Positive from the start. Looked like a performance, if there is any unhappiness behind it. And it's interesting that Roy said on his Friday, uh, he addressed that issue obliquely on his Friday press conference, and he said the, the players have been bouncing all week. And it looked like it. They looked like a team who wanted to play football they were. I thought they were great from minute one to minute ninety. You, you, you can pick apart a couple of mistakes, but for the most part, we recognised a team that were, were poorer than us, and we went for the jug. Then it, it's a shame we didn't score more goals because it would have been more relaxing at the end. But it was a great. It was a great performance, and it's it's what we've asked for at home. It, it definitely yeah. was Julian a performance that actually had it been three 0 in the end. I don't think anyone from either side could have been moaning. But why why were you so positive? Is it because you're normally quite positive, positive around Palace? I'm very positive. I, I am a very like much a half glass <laughs> full of Guinness type person. Um, but because I, I I think we're a very good mid table Premier League team, and in Newcastle. Looking at all their metrics before the game, mm. the only reason they're not any lower is because then it goes down to 20. <laughs> How they become above us in the league is unbelievable. Then they, they had not match of the day in the evening. 20th is this, 20th is that, 20th of that. They were worse than us. And I knew they were worse than us, and they proved it on, on Saturday. They were appalling. And I think Bournemouth may have been even more appalling, possibly West Ham. I think well, West Ham, really, really dreadful. But Second, they are yeah. one of the worst teams to have come to Selhurst. How we didn't smash them off the park, I have no having, idea. Having said that, Jess, I mean, we've lost to bad teams before. Well, this the, is the, my the, point, the, yeah. The, the fact that they're appalling doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get And it a, doesn't a mean that we're going to, as you said earlier, come out of the blocks and, and play so positive. But it, from the first minute, it really was... It was exactly the sort of home performance we've, we've, we've asked for. And I know the Homesdale Fanatics put out a thing during the week, didn't they? Say, if the team go for it, we will support you. Well, that's And actually, right, yeah, yeah, I know. Thanks, I'm not, thanks lads. Mm, uh, yeah, I'm not massively sure how I feel about that. But actually, it proved to be the case because from the first minute, you could feel in the, in the stadium yeah. there was this kind there of was. intensity, yeah. wasn't there, around, yeah. around the game? Kevin took the words right out of my mouth. I've, relief was the word that I um, sort of took away as, as a kind of... Well, thank God for that, rather yeah. than <clears throat> um, Julian's outright positivity. But uh, I, was, I was reminded of... Come uh, on, Jesse. Be positive. Come on. <laughs> you can do it, Jesse. Go, Go on, man. Can do it. I was reminded of uh, Tony Cascarino's biography oh, really? that, that I read eight, 18 years ago. I was not expecting that. No, me neither. What so, the world's thinnest famous books? Was this when you found out he wasn't Irish at all? He should never have played for Ireland. <laughs> it was that book. It was that book. <laughs> eight, about 18 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, read it on holiday in Greece. And uh, he, he was addressing the, uh, the sort of conundrum about uh, um, whether scoring, scoring a goal is, is better than sex. He was addressing that. And he said, I never could never ever equate the feeling of scoring a goal as sex. It always was equivalent to masturbation because it was about needs must. It was about relief. And uh, I think that was, that was how, what I took away from the game. It was just thank God for that rather than... Oh, no, Can I just I ask a question about <laughs> the <laughs> toilets in the family stand and what happened after the game? 
I was not expecting a segue into Tony Cascarino wanking. In no, the, no, that's the title book. of this week's this podcast. <laughs> sorted. Yeah. Thank you. But there was, I think, I, it would be interesting to know whether it came from the players or from the manager, but just sh- shooting. I mean, we had more shots in the first half than we've had in any game all season, and it seemed that right from the outset, that's what the plan was. Penteke was shooting early, Ayu was shooting, and we talked in the pub, funny enough, about we had this optimistic dream that maybe one of the central midfield players would be dropped and Townsend would come in and I would maybe play as a, as a 10. But the way he sort of drifted in from the, the flanks, he sort of ended up doing that anyway. And then we'll talk about him and Van Arnold and other players, but I thought all of them. I th- and I thought Benteke, I have to say, I thought, I, uh, apart from missing that header, I actually thought his yeah. centre-forward play was really good. I thought, he, I thought his movement was great. He just got slightly in front of himself. Yeah, but I he? thought his movement was really good. I thought his hold-up play was great. I thought his distribution mm. was good. He was, that was a, He's been good, actually, yeah. the last yeah. couple of weeks. But there's a confidence in the team. And I, I, don't, know, I don't know whether it's because Luca wasn't... I mean, because Pete Luca can't take another free-kick or corner when he comes back. Because the difference just, in PVA's free-kicks yeah. and corners was amazing. I don't know what Seb Fry's going to do when the corner kicks come, because every time you see him, Taking a corner, there's a Polish photographer with his lenses right <laughs> up Luca's butt. And you're thinking, against Aston Villa, Luca trod on his camera, which was Very one of the funniest things of the season. Yeah. Everything just, just kind of worked. Yeah. And uh, we've got to give a nod to the winds of break. I think yep. yes. yeah. we were a team that needed that more than most. Um, some players needed a rest, especially well, those that have played. Sport, it? Yeah, especially good players that have, haven't had a rest, like yeah. Wilf. Um, but I think that on PVA, he was, yeah, he's. His set pieces were amazing. His, I actually looked at the 11 minute highlights earlier, and there's about four key chances that he set up. Yeah. So, Benteke's misheader, you just said. Yeah. AU hitting the post came from yeah. uh, PVA on the overlap. Cahill's two headers. Cahill's header, and um, so. And Dan's header. Uh, and Dan's header. Yeah. And then, obviously, um, the free kick. Yeah. So, and then. But, a nod also to Dan and Cahill for getting on the end of those crosses. Yeah, that's I, I, been missing. I, I Dan mean, I is think, a threat, isn't he? I think that's yeah. the one. Threat, the one yeah. downside is that most of our chances went to defenders. But I think we should we we talked in the last two pods about Dan and about how we all agreed that he was number five in the pecking order. Possibly, I said would maybe even put Kiati ahead of him as a centre back. But he was you couldn't fault him on on Saturday. He looked like a quality player. And that's where I thought they would harm us because they've got pace up front, Newcastle. The one thing they do have, they had nothing else. But I thought that would be a problem. But they just didn't... I mean, if any team looked unhappy, it was Newcastle. And they just... I couldn't work out what their plan was, what their system no. was. I was talking to a Newcastle fan at a gig last night. It's the same. You couldn't work out what his tactics were. And he, again, no hint of him trying to change it. Was it attack Wardy with, with uh, Maximin? So Maximin? It didn't, it didn't oh, work even. Wardy Ward, didn't no. have the greatest the first half. Well, he gave the ball, he, just not passing. He gave the ball away for their one chance ahead. Yeah. Their but also the other thing as well was Gaeta. Two world-class. The save in the second half, because n- none of us knew that that had got a deflection. Yeah, I saw that it. That was an amazing day. save, the yeah. one in the second half. Well, well, and Scott Dan actually that deflected yeah. that. And Dubrovka as well. If it wasn't for him, so it would have been three. Yeah, two saves I've got a lot of points. Also, the thing with PVA as well is that it's a Sunderland inquiry. That was the well, really, that was the icing, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, the, all the Newcastle yeah. fans and giving actually, him stick up yeah. to about the forty-fourth minute. I'd forgotten that, and at the Beautiful. start of the game when they started giving him stick, I thought, oh, yeah. I should have put money on him to score yeah. today. Yeah, and of course he goes today. It's, it's that classic kind of football narrative, he isn't it? Of expert. But, he, but know, he really I bought. He, I thought he brought Wilf into the game a lot as well because he was willing to to go forward. So Wilf wasn't always getting the ball with his back to goal. Wilf had that outlet ball because because PVA Makes was up with him. Makes such a difference so. with PVA as an attacking force. Yeah. The, I mean, obviously, the, one of the really things you can't do that well is is the defending bit. But you know, 
Who cares? We want him going forward and no, no, joining in from the right wing position. And, and he is excellent at that. And we have, you know, we have been, I think, critical on PVA in recent pods because of the defending side of it. But Saturday is a reminder of how much he does offer going forward. JCIS said about him on one of recent pods that PVA was the second best finisher at the club. But I can't for the life of me remember who the first is. Because they can't. Yeah. Be, I'm just trying to work out. Does that doesn't count penalties, does it? I'm assuming it must be a yeah. based on right. form at that point. Well, I think he's the highest scoring. <laughs> That's a fair he's, point. He's actually. the highest scoring defender in the Premier League now, isn't he? Over the over the last, last five, five seasons or something. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think a shout. Uh, the three central midfield players as well. It's the first time this season. I've seen our three midfield players get the ball on the half turn and go forward rather than their first response to be well, uh, I really, to knock it back into the centre-backs. So I'm glad you said that because I really want to talk about the midfield three. Yeah. Actually. We've got a lot of questions about it. But just on, on PVA and set pieces, um, because that because the corners are so good, because that um, free kick was so good, people want to talk about it. So PC Wires Hi, Pacey. Pacey. Mm. has said, this is one for you, has, uh, has our, have our set pieces turned a corner? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the PVAs did, didn't it? Quite massive, literally, quite literally. massive corner. Um, Reese Wickens says, keen to keep Luca in the team, but having other players take set pieces changes everything. Will Roy let Luca take set pieces going forward, or is this a positive change? And then Brad, at that beardy bloke, Hi, Brad. says, um, should PVA take their balls over Luca, or is it a knee-jerk to the weekend? Phil PVA gives a bit more variety in delivery. Luca still on pens. I think, it, I think it's fair to say that PVA now is our set piece taker. Apart from Penn, <gasps> McCarthy took the other corner, which yeah. was Cahill's header. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like yeah. the whippy in type of yeah, cross delivery rather than that floaty, floaty Luke here it comesy yeah. sort of. I'd I'd be interested to see what what happens away at, at Brighton because just on that performance, I you couldn't justify Luca going the way Lucas played this season. You couldn't, in all honesty, justify putting him straight back in the team. Well, well, let alone set pieces. Let alone set pieces. Yeah, I mean and. But, you know, he's the captain, so there might be an element of him pulling rank on that. I don't know, but I, I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't change that team on Saturday. No, no, to be honest. And one would think, like Roy's had a couple of weeks to look at how he's going to set up a play against Newcastle. You think, and having seen how Brighton played so well against us at home yeah. when we played, that he won't fall into that trap of the sitting deep and yeah. letting them come at us yeah. and play through yeah. the lines. Because having again. those, having MacArthur go box to box at the weekend that made, made a such a difference. But also, I mean, Kiati did three or four. Yeah. The, the one at the end was the most visible, but he did three or four surging runs where he picked the ball up and his instinct was to go forward. McCarthy passes forward. That seems to be his. his what, one of the things we love Kuati to do, Kuate, Kuate, to do <laughs> is to do one of those surgeon rounds and then let fly with a shot, sure, yeah, which doesn't yeah. go into Rosette of the upper tier. Yeah, or He's stop. done a couple for West Ham, hasn't he? I think yeah. back in the day. It's an interesting question with captain. Like, what do you do when your captain comes out the side? The other players play better. What you know? What is the protocol for that, Jesse? Does he go straight back in or not? Did I hear that? Lucas, a yellow away from a missing some more I mean, that would yeah. make sense, wouldn't it? That yeah. would, he need, I feel like he always is. I, I think <laughs> yeah, I think Kiate is the, is, is the talking point here because I just feel better when he starts the game. Yeah. I miss him when he's not playing. Oh, I, I miss physicality and yeah. height as well. Because the other three are just so similar. Yeah. yeah. Just, you can get a bit of variety with Kiate. He can be a target man. He has been when Benteke's not been playing. So I, I think Kiate <laughs> needs to play and I'd probably take McCarthy out, but that's being a bit harsh. He he also gets around the referee as well, Kiati, and was being a little bit of an enforcer as well. There was a couple of times when he, I think he got Newcastle players a yellow card because they were 
quite physical, yeah. Luca. I think seven yellow cards in the end. Yes. But there was a couple when Kiata was in, there was a new ref and Kiata was right in his face. Mm. It looked like he was saying, that's Which we've missed. Ref. Yeah, which absolutely. So, what missed. would you say that he has about him, Kiata? I think it's the well, the physicality is the obvious is the obvious thing. That's not the answer I'm looking for. Has he got a bit of bit of something about him? A bit of swaz? Je ne sais quoi. Ah, what? Bit of the devil about him is what you should have said. <laughs> oh, why? Come on, Kev. Kevin Day Bingo. It's Kevin Day Bingo. <laughs> oh, what? Okay, really? Bit of the devil about him. That's oh, classic, okay, yeah. classic Kevin yeah, yeah. Day Bingo. Yeah, okay. Then Hold on a minute. I'm, I'm shutting down this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's right, bad we, enough that these two are not eating my winter potato salad that well, I made. Well, because he can't chew and... But yeah, and he has got a touch, touch, he's got he's got a touch a of the, the, the devil about him, which we've said on previous podcasts. Yeah, yeah. We, we really missed that in yeah. midfield, and it, and it yeah. does make a difference. Because J- Jesse's absolutely right. The other, the other three are pretty much interchangeable in a way. Mm. Yeah, but I, I, I still wouldn't change. I, I think Luca is the the least forward thinking of all of them. Do you think he gets sucked in between the defenders a bit and I, just too deep sometimes? Yeah, I think I, I'm sure the centre backs would probably prefer Luca being in there. Because he's a shield for them. Oh, I see. Not playing in the back four. No, no, no. But he just, 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 just he does tend to drop yeah. just in front of the centre backs. Gap in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Frank well, the ball spotted I, that. You see. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I think <laughs> I think <laughs> there was more. I thought Don't there was say that name. Move. You saw. I, saw I thought there was more energy about our midfield on. Yeah. On, I totally agree. And also the thing is as well, which is really interesting, because. At half time, we all went well. Newcastle had changed things, but we came out with exactly the same. Actually, we could have had two more goals in the first. Two minutes. Yeah, I missed the one I, I hit the post. For the same reason I missed what, the goal. And obviously, like as you know, Kevin says, we're all pub managers here. You know, none of us really are in, inside the game. But what changes where a team suddenly comes? Is it the manager? Is it the players? Is it the occasion? Because I'm sure that he's not saying in previous games, right, go out and be really boring for the first half an hour. I'm, I'm interested in the psychology of where that changes. I don't think it's a case of being really boring, but the plan has always been with Roy is to be the, not be... One nil down at half time. Yeah. I mean, it's the same plan as how do we arrest our terrible home form? Well, you just play in a stylistically different way to make sure we don't concede. Unfortunately, sitting deep and soaking up pressure, it can be a little bit over dull. And well, I, I, I also think because again, everyone in the pub before I was saying, well, you've got two teams here who sit back, so it's going to be a really dull. But I've, you can only assume that Roy must have shown it, Newcastle must be the last team on match of the day more than any other team. Oh, that's a, I'd love and to the, find out. And, that's there's, and there's, a, there's a reason for that. Is yeah. that it, it, and it was the same under Benitez. That's how they played their football. And they, and they were, it was, but I think Rory must have said to us, somebody said to them, look, this team won't come at us. They will sit back. So let's exploit the space that we're going to get. And, and for once, we, we actually did that. And that after that first 10 minutes, you could see the players thinking that this is, this is a really poor well, team. Yeah, no, and it, this game's here but for even, the even when Gale came on at the end, and I think it was you made the point, Julian, it was, the before. Yeah, because everyone's going, oh, gosh, you know what's going to happen. Gail's going to score. And Julian just said, it's a yeah, championship. I'm, a cha- I'm, well, I'm you, not you, having that. You I'm, just said, it's a championship player. I'm, I'm Twitter policing this yeah. as well, because too many people come up the same old <laughs> palace. Oh, you know what's going to happen? No, what is going to happen? No, Gail is not going to come on and suddenly turn into a world superstar <laughs> you know that, and score three three goals against us. Stop it, everybody. You, to, you, you told me off in the Patreon WhatsApp group, because I said the exact thing But you know the Newcastle fans were going to sell us, going, that banana hot's going to score. And he did. 
<laughs> Sorry, what does a patron... Gloat, gloat, smug, gloat. So there's a patron WhatsApp group, is there? Yeah, the, yeah, the patron WhatsApp group. All right, so there's yeah, a yeah. secret bingo game going on I don't know about. And there's, <laughs> and there's a patron WhatsApp group I didn't and know about. And a pod extra. There's a, lot, I don't, there's a lot going on you don't oh, know about. Oh, it's the well-informed yeah. genius that uh, yeah. should, be on, should, be, on the pod, command, should be on every week. Oh, OK, yeah, right, okay. Listen, look, we've got a lot of people talking about... And Rob Sutherland, yeah. the man who knows every pilot in the world. Yeah, OK, yeah. He wishes he knew every pilot in the world. I want to talk about... It's amazing, Rob. That's right. Doing the marathon march with Rob just... <laughs> walking through Richard Party just went oh that's the 337 from Toronto just landing in at Heathrow it's some uh, knowledge yeah. it's quite a skill he can tell he can tell what kind of aeroplane it is landing at Heathrow without looking at it just by the engine noise yeah, yeah. that's not transferable knowledge is it <laughs> frankly it impressed me it's it impressed me all the way walking past Fulham's reconstruction you're not going to win pointless with that knowledge are you but speaking of Shakespeare that's what you want <laughs> little recognising engine actually sounds. they do some weird rounds on pointless so you might do um uh Talk on the midfield, I do want to go on to Palace. This, this are we weird talking about you separately, by the way? Because there's one player we haven't mentioned properly. Do you know yet. what? We've not actually had that I can see any questions about are you, but I would like to. In fact, actually, I've got a few questions about Benteke, so we'll come on to that. But just on the midfield, people, lots of people are talking about this this current three that played. So Luke EE20 has said Hello. opinions on Luca. I think we've we've covered that one. Peter Allen Hill says, I feel the team has better balance without Luca. Yeah. What are your thoughts? We've covered that. Isaac Church Hi, and Isaac. Code 21970 are both, and all things Palace, praising uh, McCarthy. Yeah. James McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Has that got something to do with the fact that like a lot of players that arrive into Roy's squad, once they're bedded in and they've got the drills and got the the system and the tactics it's in their DNA a bit more, they play in a more calmer way and they're, they're just not not so not nervous is the wrong well, way, but it, 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 it's just a, a better quality of play. It, it has, I think he was a of, of all the players we bought recently. I think he's the most Hodgson-like player, slightly older. Premier League experience, but not a big club. Reliable rather than... And of course he was good before he got injured. He was that, very, yeah. That was yeah, the, yeah. the gamble yeah. that, that we took. I, and, I, and I'm glad it's to see it's paid I'm, off. I'm like yeah, the he's, he's, he's comfortable on the ball. He wants yeah. the ball. And it was interesting that all three midfield players wanted the ball on, on Saturday. And also, again, I think it's the away game at Arsenal. He came on, his first thought is, is his pass is sent to be forward. What about it that pass? Was, was it City to Wilf? Where he, yeah. Behind, <laughs> behind the fullback? Yeah. That's been the most impressive yes, moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to be a bit harsh for McCarthy. Again, in both Newcastle games, uh, Almiron scored in the away game because McCarthy let, let him go. Yeah. And yeah. Almiron got shot off in the first half. Because I, was, I remember this because we picked it up at the time. If you look at Joe Linton's shot on Saturday, that was him getting away from McCarthy as well. Right. So I'm being a bit harsh on him, but that moment at City does stand out. I'd like to see more of that from him. So it's, areas. it's a consistency, isn't it? Yeah. And whether that's a physical thing or a, a, a mental thing, which has, I think, been half the problem with our form since the new year. Well, also, it's just it, mental it, time. It, it, it's it's switching about, off, isn't it? It's also about finding the balance in the midfield because there aren't very many Kevin De Bruyne's who are capable of defending on the edge of one box and then yeah, yeah, making yeah. a killer pass on... On the edge of another, so it's it's like you have to get the best defensive midfield player and the best attacking midfield player. But he is an, at least an attacking an attacking option. It, it's and, why and I enjoyed Maka's performance so much on on Saturday because he seemed to be playing well in advance of where he's normally playing. But he was making a difference in where his sort of positional sense was and the link-up play. You yeah. know, you'd expect Maka to be running around and cleaning up, sort of. On, on, on. I well, think the other, the other thing I really liked about Saturday as well was was right at the end. When Tosson 
not only got the tackle in but then looked up and Wilf's yeah. movement Wilf came off the, that line immediately I mean that was a really good bit of defensive play from a, somebody who wants to play centre forward yeah. well, proving, but obviously proving that's, himself. that's losing that, obviously that's something Roy's drilled into him but it's like Benteke's tackle at Old Trafford when we scored the, the second goal yeah. and it's it's something you want to see from your, from your strikers I was, and I was really impressed with that and it was I, a shame I, we didn't go, get a on the James MacArthur thing I think that his performance at the weekend kind of busts the myth that oh we need this number 10 in, in attacking midfield putting the strings we, we already have him yeah. James MacArthur he can do it and when given a bit of freedom to move forward we don't need a Max Meyer in there or a number there's 10, really. There's probably other players he, that can rotate into that hole, if, if that's the right sort of thing to say, as well. But MacArthur... It's theatrical, it's the sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it, it happens in our world. When it's did fine, you last yeah. rotate into the hole, Kevin? <laughs> With the, that's like, getting cut. <laughs> right. I haven't played football for a long time. It's a, very, it's a very valid question. I didn't used to rotate into the hole much anyway as a very slow right-back, but, you know... <laughs> Didn't have holes when we were playing Sunday football. Let's move on from the holes. Um, Paul Peters, just on the midfielder, said, Hi, we Paul. always, we always look better with Kiate in the team, don't we? And I think Kiate is... a handsome is... bugger. <laughs> <laughs> but he has, he, I think he has, and you said, you know, what, 10 million he's cost us, been an absolutely yeah. brilliant signing, Fantastic very signing. very consistent. Well, it pro- him and I, you prove that there are still bargains to be had. Absolutely, In, yeah. in the Premier League, basically. Well, I, I, I think, I think that, that policy of trying to find value has got to be the right thing. For a club like us, we it still doesn't, you know, uh, excuse you know latest transfer window, which obviously was no, no. was disappointing, and there are still holes to be filled. But you can see the club are going for this, I guess, almost money ball approach in a way, kind oh. of. Oh or yeah, maybe I mean, not quite. See, I, 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 if we really no, that, rate this that Ferguson, implies some kind of forethought. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we rate the, 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 the Ferguson from West Brom, you'd be tempted to buy him anyway. I mean, maybe they you were using that as a bargaining thing, but you think if you really rate him, you get for two or three million. Buy him and see see how we go, but maybe maybe they chewed that idea through and and said no 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 no. Yeah, yeah. we. Have, I mean, we discussed that on previous podcasts. Yeah. We all came to the yeah. agreement that if we were Dougie Freeman, we would we would do that. Um, uh, the Kiati thing, I think, as well. Quite a, a few pundits said that was the West Ham Kiati. That I think that was the Kiati we thought we were going to be getting from from game one from game one because that's in his first season at West Ham that's what you saw with him that mm. strength that positivity that getting forward that strength that drive yeah, yeah. That be, and, and the cells he would often ask about players that carry the ball, ball carriers, Kowati yeah. does that uh, Maka was doing it a lot on Saturdays yeah. you say and the best of all the old Ghanaian prince how yes. many times did you see him yeah. carry the ball 20 yards yeah. that yeah. one he did in the, in the first half where he sort of just pirouetted, pirouetted yeah, 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 about three yeah. defenders. He's Dancer so good as well at that. as a footballer. Yeah. This is the kind he, he of the, little move. outside of the boot, the way he sort of scoops yeah, it away from the good, And yeah. he's very good. And I'm, I don't know if I want to say better than Wilf at this because I think Wilf is treated differently by referees. But he, Ayu will always win the free kick. Mm. Always, if Palace need to relieve pressure, mm-hmm. if or whatever, he's very good at doing that. Well, I, feel, I feel we need some stats to back that. I think they were. I've got one for you. Match the day they said Ayu had seven shots. Yeah. yeah, not all on target but because there's one that bent around the post. Yeah. But I mean, that's I remember four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a couple more. The guy sitting next and, to me, and he also was the one that played when Tosin did that tackle. He was the one that put that ball Brought into the world. Yes. Yeah. 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 The guy sitting next to me was complaining that we weren't hitting the ball hard enough, or Ben Turkey wasn't shooting it hard enough. I think it's on target. Yeah, well, yeah. he couldn't have gone in because he didn't hit it hard enough. Well, ever to the Everton goal was exactly that: get it yeah. on target and yeah. you know keep yeah. my well, throw also, it in. Also, Ben Turkey's going to have to work. Quite hard before players are good. people are going. That's fine. It's all right. He's, yeah. You know. But are you uh, it, uh, again? He wants the ball. It's, I remember when um, 
Jerome Thomas was he with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah Remember yeah, that the winger from Charlton. Yeah, but when he joined us, he again he he had Premier League experience, but he wasn't afraid to get the ball with defenders around him. And I use the same. He's got yeah. he's deceptively strong. Yeah. He'll hold the ball up. He'll bring somebody in, or he'll, he's got a trick to get yeah. past. Defenders, and he's he, very he, well balanced. Yeah, yeah, he? He but he's great but, gliding but through them. Also, he timed coming in off the because he's not a winger, no. and I think instinctively he wants to be that number ten. But he timed his runs off the ring really well, so he 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 was the link. And and Benteke, he and he, I thought worked really well together. I think well, they did. funny you say yeah. that, Nathan Chella. Hi, Nathan. Says with you looking sharp and Benteke getting into good positions. And I have to say, adding to that, winning a lot of headers at the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it time to try two up top with two wingers going back to the old Palace template? We talked, as one of the things we talked a lot about in the pub, obviously Julian and I talked about theatre, but while the people were talk, when people were talking football, yeah. we did talk about IU playing off Benteke as a, as a 10, but that was, we were talking about sacrifice, as I said before, sacrificing one of the midfield players for that to happen Roy with. Which to do. No. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think looking at it on Saturday, that probably would be, um, um, but I think if you had Townsend, and Wilf, and then I behind Benteke, we probably would be like. But if Benteke is winning all these headers, does it not need somebody? Yeah, well, I, th- need I think wherever you are on the pit, you need to anticipate. I think Benteke got frustrated a couple of times because people weren't anticipating that he would win the headers. But to me, Benteke looks like he's playing himself back into I some sort of exactly what I was say. Yeah. He looks yeah. like a man that's suddenly going to click. He's, yeah. he's getting there slowly but surely. Please don't get injured on Saturday, Christian, uh, now, yeah. you know. Well, he, not unless he scored a hat trick first and he can get injured as much as he well, wants, basically. Nice. And <coughs> that I, know, I know Ben Teke's a proven finisher in years gone by, but between them and Wilf, yeah. finishing is still a problem. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. But at least they were attempting shots on yeah. Saturday, which before. More chance creation. M- more yeah. chance creation, but they they hadn't had the confidence to even yeah. try the shots before. Yeah, I think that's definitely a positive. Yeah. A, a sort of more wide range of chances yeah. as well. Um, headers and all sorts all over the pitch, but yeah, you sort of still feel if you think if you look at what's missing, it's that Batshuayi born finisher, yeah. fox yeah. in the box. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're yeah. really missing. But given that we can't sign anybody, I think we'll be all right just yeah. based on that and that increased number of chances. Or oh, exactly, and because because there might be people listening or, or or critics of Roy might say, well, yes, it was good at the weekend. We still only won from a free kick from our left back, despite the seven chances yeah, yeah. for IU. It still wasn't. And Newcastle were rubbish. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's yeah. not forget that. They were dreadful. Yeah, they, they were third best. <laughs> it should have been a 3-4-0, really. Yeah, it um, should have been. Just really quickly before but we wrap up, say that actually, again about the Villa game, about the Bournemouth game. Bournemouth was dreadful. Yeah, we should have beaten Wolves. For the most part, we did win those games at least. In in previous seasons, we've struggled to beat teams around us in those situations, like we did against Sheffield United and against... And that is the stat that matters, obviously, the three points. And in fact, I saw a tweet going around today that 33 points after 27 games is our highest ever total at this stage of the season. Yeah, well, I still think five points would be enough to keep us up. But also, I think, as well, it kind of indicates that Sheffield United and Southampton are better teams than... Certainly, Southampton are a better team than a league position because they played really well against us. Yeah, they've been really. Sheffield good. United mm. were very, very efficient against us in a way that Newcastle mm. weren't. Yeah, you know, and, and you can't, you can't imagine that Palace team on Saturday won't get more points. No, won't I, get I enough points. It comes down to another factor: is is though both of those teams have slightly better quality of players in their squad. I mean, as much as we all hate him, I don't hate this guy anymore. This is slightly controversial. I like. I would like James Ward-Prowse to play for us. I think it'd be the perfect Palace player. It'll sh- 
house. <laughs> I actually, Good at free kicks. I actually agree. Play I actually right back, agree massively. Play centre midfield. Corners would be great. I actually free agree. Free kicks outside the Just because he kicks well. I don't think Wilf would be too happy, would he? Well, he right. won't be here, will he? No, he'll be here. I'll just, just imagine well, Duke, calling Wilf into the office and Doogie saying, just, just, yeah, you know, he's been yeah. talking about ambitious signings. Yeah. He's signing James Ward Prowse. Absolutely. Oh, too, I like him. Too, I love him. He's too expensive to pay by the letter to get his name. Back, <laughs> so, uh, JWP. So all my kids would idolise him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's uh, take a break there. After the break, we're going to be reviewing an article from The Athletic. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome back to the five-year plan podcast. Hey. Uh, it's part two, of course, which means it's time for an article from our supporters, The Athletic, a world-class team of writers covering every club, including the best coverage of Crystal Palace. They're a subscription-based website and app, and they're completely ad-free, no ads, no annoying pop-ups, just brilliant articles. Welcome to the new home of football writing. And if you visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FIP, you can get a 30-day free trial and Kevin receive... What? And I'm <laughs> I don't know why I've got to you there. I'm still sulking about the bingo game I didn't know about. <laughs> Point at me. You, what, you 50%? Doing your, doing your tawdry sales pitch. <laughs> tawdry? <laughs> 50% off your yearly subscription, which is £2.50 a month. Um, this week's article is by Matt Woosnam, and it's called Palace Given Hope After Injuries by Limiting... A limited Newcastle, <laughs> you're going to love this, Kevin, to 0.24 XG. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, you not, have you not come round to XG? Are you, I are don't you, see the point. Of it. You, they didn't score any goals. So how can the XG not be no goals? Have you not got Andy to sit you down? <laughs> yes, I am. And that's why I still don't understand it. He, really? Andy really how can explain. It, how, how can a team who don't score any goals have an expected goal of, of more than no goals? Because they are expected to score a but bit. By who? The... XG people. What's it got to do with them? Why, why, who asked them to make themselves busy? It's just ludicrous. Well, why, that's the real question. Why, why do, ma- <laughs> why do they matches come from? they have the... I don't care. I'll just carry 1-1-0. One, one, I don't care what happens in some fantasy world. <laughs> but it's not. It's, it's, like, it's like big chances. It's like the big chances that you have. They didn't have any. They didn't well, have a shot on target. That's why their XG was only 0.24. But it, shouldn't be, it should be none. <laughs> well, is, are they just saying, well, we can't... It would really upset them if it's none. But would you like a little, a tiny bit of an explainer here and the context of the game from no, Matt Wiesner? I'll <laughs> drop the athletic from this bit. I'm just, I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I love the athletic, and I have subscribed. You subscribe to everything. I do, actually. <laughs> I, I dread to what do you think many, I do in the morning when I, I wake up? Dread to think how many porn channels you got. <laughs> I read the athletic, and I read the Times, <laughs> and the Guardian. I work for a subscription service. Can I have your email, please? Absolutely. <laughs> Kevin.virgin.net <laughs> Got Matura now? Was that one of yours? <laughs> anyway <laughs> The stage uh, Of course he's got the stage <laughs> <laughs> 
I wake up you say, every Thursday morning anywhere in the world and I read the stage online, what a newspaper. Nice. Would you say The Athletic is, is the best subscription? Yes, I would. That you've got to? Is the stage still well, got a dreadful cartoon? I've got an original somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Harry Valley is very good. Yeah, it's, it's, can't draw pigs. Well, that, that Hamlet is the pig. That's <laughs> I know. the whole point. <laughs> still we can't. should just do this, shouldn't we? He's had we years should just have theatre chat for the rest of the pod. We've covered all the main points. Well, I'll we? tell you what shows to go and see. Well, I'll tell you what, there is a great show. Oh, c- carry on with your. your, your you subscribe to FYP as well, don't you? Absolutely do, yeah. I love this guy. How's six getting on? Well, good way. <laughs> right. Um, is, your, in... is your doctor do a little better than uh, yes, the it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's pancake day tomorrow. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Well, the Aladdin cast in the UAE Have you got a searching for pan- pancake subscription kit turned out? <laughs> <laughs> My daughter said she's going to the shop to get some pancake mix. And I'm thinking, pancake mix? Isn't that flour and eggs? eggs and yeah. A bit of lemon. Yeah. Crazy world. Um, so in Matt's article, he's talking about um, the defensive options at Palace and the fact that actually the international break has given more time for injured players to come back. PVA uh, had a, had longer to recover from his niggling injury. Wardy's back as well. And obviously PVA did very well at the weekend. Um, but this particular paragraph caught my eye, mainly because it's got XG and I knew that would wind Kevin up. Um, this is towards the end of the article. Matt says the focus has, however, mostly been on the lack of goals. And that's something we touched on in part one in general. That is understandable. But Palace under Hodgson are not a primarily attacking team. This is a team and a manager who pride themselves on keeping the, the opposition out. The winter break will have allowed Joel Ward and PVA additional rest. With the duo having recently returned from injury, that may have had a hand alongside lack of creativity from the visitors in keeping Newcastle's XG down to just 0.24. No team has had a lower XG against Palace this season. Does that help? No. <laughs> I, d- I, d- I didn't start paying attention at the start of that sentence. <laughs> so by the end of it, I drifted off somewhere completely. <laughs> but I think, I, mean, I think Matt's point is, we're no, always going to be not, a team. That's not a, a comment on the quality of Matt's writing, by the way. It's simply the subject matter. But as you said, in Julian, in part one, we're always going to be a team that sets up to be beaten rather than attack <laughs> teams, which I think is, in a way, is what made Saturday's intensity from the start so surprising but it's yeah. never really going to change but I think Hodgson. Matt was also referring to the fact that we had a slightly more stable defensive unit as well and not least that's down to Vincente Guaita mm. but but Scott wasn't Scott Dan's performance really solid yeah. and him linking with with who the guy who should be our captain in my opinion Cahill uh, true leader of men PVA is back he seems to be nice and balanced but Wardy even though Wardy had a dreadful I felt first half on Saturday, that unit was working really well together and it was that which set us up to be solid. They weren't going to leak any goals. And uh, I think Newcastle had two shots and one little scramble, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that's all their goal threat was. And uh, why we didn't beat them four or five? Would I you, no would idea. you, Kevin? Would you rather? I mean, I, I'm sort of, you know, thinking back of the days of Pardew and putting the ball at risk and, and all this. And on this podcast, we were sort of celebrating that at the start and this exciting football return to Sellers. But in, in hindsight, would you rather we return to that, or do you appreciate and understand where Hodgson comes from and sort of take I, the limitations with it? Roy Hodgson's 72. He's not going to change the way he sets up. No, it's it's why. The only fans that really don't have any time for Roy Hodgson are Liverpool fans because even though he took over a mediocre Liverpool yeah. side, Liverpool fans expect certainly at home to be going to win games 2-3-0 and Roy set up even with Liverpool not to lose games. That's how he approaches games. There's a, there's a balance somewhere. You'd like to think that the defensive platform gives you that stability to, to go forward. But I think it's fair to point out as well that our goal difference is an extra point 
or you know compared to the teams, the four or five teams, mm. and that's been the case in the last two, three seasons with Roy. So even when we lose, we don't tend to concede that many goals. I think there is an element away to Everton was frustrating because it was damage limitation for Roy when we went 2-1 down rather than trying to to, to win the game. To, and, and it might be that Pardew would have tried to win it and we would have lost 4 or 5-1. You you don't know. We, we, we are defensively solid, but it would be nice if that defensive solidity gave us the, the confidence, and which is what it did on Saturday because the midfield it it released the midfield players... To go and it, and it it might be my imagination, but it looked to me that the back four was starting slightly higher as well, and, and the whole team was. Yeah, but also Gaeta, as the last couple of games, he was getting really frustrated because he was looking to release the ball quickly, and the centre backs weren't there for that to happen. But all four of the back four were, for, were it clearly. It looked to me that something had happened yeah. in training. Something had happened during the winter break. Well, I think these are the two words. Yeah, winter break. Yeah, I, I think it just refreshes the mind and, yeah. and, and, and the body and everything. Yeah. Whoever was responsible for it, whether it's the players or whether it's Roy, but something happened. I think that there was a different approach, and I, I don't think it was just out of the blue. I think I, it was I didn't realise that the winter break meant actually everybody's going on holiday. They all, I, 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 I didn't realise. I thought it was just they weren't going to play any games, and everybody's gone to Dubai and. Mm. And warm weather games in Lamanga. But do you remember when Sam Allardyce came in? He did the same thing, didn't he? And there was, I'm, I'm guessing, away, an FA yeah. Cup weekend. We yeah. weren't playing yeah. or something. He took them away to Dubai or something like that. And and actually, I think the week back was, was possibly when we beat Sunderland at home. No, we lost. No, we lost we beat nil, someone at home one nil. Well, I can't remember who it was. West Brom or someone like that. Should and it started that run. Yeah. PVA scored. There's some yeah, really yeah. good facilities over there, uh, there. In the middle of the desert, there's this fantastic, world-class uh, football training facility. And I, they can I, go and see Aladdin while they're at Well, absolutely. <laughs> is this the time to say hello to all my mates at the Dubai Eagles? Of course. Yeah. It probably is. Because uh, Lee McBride's brother is out there, and he's, he's, he runs a soccer schools out there. And he was a question in the quiz the other day, wasn't he? Lee was, yeah. Lee, Lee was, and Kate. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lee and Kate. Absolutely, yeah. Lee and Kate. Ben McBride. And Grace. Not every team went away. Leicester just gave their players the two weeks off. Did they? Yeah. Um, and uh, but so they all went away differently. But the, yeah. they gave them training programs to to follow. But I think there yeah. was quotes from Gary Cahill, possibly in in the SLP. I think um, saying that the winter break. Was Sorry, the SLP. South London Press. Just checking. Yeah, so, yeah. saying listeners. They know. Um, we got the insight. Could be the Scottish, Wing Commander writes uh, to them. Could be the Very Scottish good. Labour Party. On Tuesdays, I think the, the thing comes out. It's two pages of Rob stuff on the mm. South London Press. On the Shout Twitter. out to Rob's coverage, which is obviously it's really very, very good. good. Very, very good. That, but yeah. um, I but think f- when you've got a squad as old as ours, <coughs> yeah, then a two-week break is going to be more beneficial for us. Than they can all go and see the grandkids, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think some, I know some managers are still not particularly happy with the, with the winter break. Uh, you know, Klopp's attitude was, was interesting. Actually, uh, just making a point, though, Klopp. Yeah, well, it, Klopp didn't want the winter break, so, but he's saying oh, if you're going to force us to have a winter break, I'm having a winter break, mm. essentially, because when your team's on a roll like that, you don't particularly yeah. want to stop playing football. Yeah, but you know. when your team's not, you need it. Actually, and, from, from and a fan perspective, I didn't like the winter break at all. I find it very frustrating. Well, it, it was odd that most, a lot of people didn't realise what was going on. They just thought it was two strange weekends when you yeah. only had four mm. games one weekend and four games the next. It's, and most managers, I think, feel that a, a, a one-week winter break, which is what essentially it was, isn't is pointless. Because the only reason people have a winter break in other leagues is because they can't play football for the most part. During the the, 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 winter, the thing know. I would prefer to happen is you just play less games over Christmas and New Year because that is nonsense. From a fan's point Utter. of view, yeah. From a fan's point of view, I love that. But I think what footballers would prefer is is a much longer break in the summer. 
Yeah, they, yeah. They'd prefer three months off in the summer. They'd prefer the season to start in September, basically. And then, well, we won't yeah. be able to go to the Wankdorf Stadium, will we? That's yeah, true. What a weekend that was. <laughs> get started. <laughs> um, Are you going to go again this summer, JD? It depends where it is. Yeah. Hopefully. We're going to see Duke La Prague soon. Are you? Yeah. He's saying all three Prague teams in three days, aren't you? No, I was just seeing two now because we're two. For some reason, they kicked two of them are kicking off at 10.30 in the morning. We've decided that 10.30 two, in the morning? Two 10.30 kickoffs is. In Prague. That's too yeah. dangerous. It's like Watford away, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, well, also, the bizarre dangerous. thing about because obviously there's 16 of us going, one of whom is 92, but the younger ones just don't. When, we, when the ones in the middle, my age, just keep going about getting a Duke of Prague away kit. <laughs> And all the young ones is going, what the, are you talking about? So we explained to them that it was a song by a group called Half Man, Half Biscuit. And they go, what? Yeah, exactly. They're from Tramway, Half Man, Half Biscuit. What? What are you talking about, Grandad? All I want for Christmas is a Duke La Praga wicket. Yeah. And that's it's the first thing I thought of. Right. That's the reason you're going. Yeah, just Does so Mike we could... Dean know about this? Mike Dean, the chicken killer. <laughs> the chicken killer from Tramway. <laughs> that was a good podcast. Anyway. Yeah, he looks like he kills chickens, doesn't he, Mike Yeah, Dean. he does. He, he does have that vibe about him. Jesse looks looking baffled by all of this now. Mike, Mike Dean was on the, uh, the Flint Peter Crouch podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was brilliant. It was yeah. very good. Listen, let's wrap up this part on uh, supposedly on the athletic. By the athletic. Because <laughs> uh, a few people have talked about this change in, not so much change in style, but this intensity. And, and uh, John Curran. Hi, John. Dr. John Curran, I Dr. should John say, Curran, going by yeah. his Twitter handle. says, Roy did not really shuffle the pack of players, but he did shuffle the tactical pack of cards, e.g. a high press. And I would add to that, Jesse, does he, does he deserve a bit of praise then for doing that <coughs> well this sort of answers that and the the larger theme of of this section I think it's a combination of everything right the winter break you've all touched on I think the fact that Newcastle were a bit rubbish um, and just having in our defensive unit having our f- first choice full backs yeah it's, it's can't underestimate the importance of that the way that PBA links up with MacArthur and Will for making things happen um, and just the stability that gives as opposed to a knackered Kelly after in the intensive Christmas period, Gyro sort of adapted well and his new boots for Christmas sorted him out. Huh. But I think, and Dan stepped up. Like Dan came in and was just at his best game I can remember him having for yeah. a little while. Sure. Um, so I think everything went for us and the winter break clearly is something that, that works for a, a sort of stringent squad like, like Palace have. And they've got Newcastle, but they've got their own Benteke, haven't they, and Joel Linton. Newcastle fans yeah. hate Joel Linton. We, it, I think it's to, it, to Palace fans' enormous credit that we've never actually turned on Benteke yeah. in the way that Newcastle fans... Agreed. Uh, yeah, agreed. Even after the game, the way they turned on Longstaff as well. Did they? They really had a go at him, who three months ago was the local boy. Yeah. Made good, but they Which really... Longstaff, they, it's it was the, Sean that Sean played. Yeah. played on, Sean, yeah. Steve? Still Sean, whatever. Sean. But the, the stick Joe Linton gets from Newcastle fans is is something that we you know we never. Albeit Newcastle fans were more intent on singing yeah. about Mike Ashley on Saturday than yeah, they were why? about. That was very loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Chaz Lucas has sent us one in saying um, we moaned about Benteke, but imagine paying forty million for Joe Linton, yeah. which is which it's not is a good policy. Right? Paying millions of pounds for players and paying sixty fifty grand a week, fifty sixty is just not. We can't more afford to that. do it. More than we that. can't afford to do that. So we should get that out of our. Our brains, that's, that's something we want to do as a club. Well, also, I mean, how much they pay for Almiron and the wages. Yeah. I mean, a player who lit up, it's like Sirlot, he's doing brilliantly in Turkey. Almiron was fantastic in the... And he was always going to score his first goal of against course. us. Of course. Joe Linton, uh, the day he signed, was also Steve Bruce's first day. Yeah. And that photo call, 
shook each other's hands like they didn't know each other was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, exactly. That's the other thing. He was, he was landed with him, wasn't yeah. he? He was, yeah. was very much a bit deal was done. But the thing yeah. as well, because you would. Newcastle was so dull to watch under Benitez, but at least you knew exactly what they were what they were doing. If you if you had a, a drone looking down at Newcastle's team, you every player knew where they were meant to be. You knew their system. They knew they were going to soak up pressure, frustrate teams, uh, whatever. And they played the same way against us as they did against Liverpool and Man City. But with that Newcastle team on Sunday on uh, Saturday, it was really hard to work out what. Yeah. What they were trying to do, how they were trying well, to be. It's very weird considering they had been on a very good run, although the week before they did get smashed 4 0 at Arsenal, so I'm wondering if there was a bit of a hangover from that. I think that had a lot to do with it as yeah. well. And that's another Their record reason why Henry the Fifthish yeah. optimism in the Pawsons was the fact that people forget they've just lost 4 yeah. 0 six days ago. They've been up and down to Newcastle in that time like twice or once, back down. Yeah. Um, we, could, we should have beaten them 4 0. And their record in London's poor as well. What's happened to Shelby? Is he injured? Oh, yeah, that was useful. Because he was... We're getting the away leg. But I think the, he was a big player. We don't yeah. normally do well against Newcastle. Mm. Last time I remember us doing well against them, we, I think it was one away game where we might have drawn three all. Yeah, well, but we scored. beat them 5-1 yeah. here Yes, under Pardew. Yeah. yeah. What, after Five years scored ago. Four first, years ago. Remember, yeah, 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 even again. Yeah. But normally we don't do that well. So that was another good little... Good thing to have happened. Well, a good thing to have happened now is we're going to move on from part two to part three. Nice. Uh, But I need to remind you, you can visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FYP to start a 30-day free trial and receive 50% off your yearly subscription. Right. After the break, questions from our listeners. Hello and welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. <laughs> Hooray! Part three. Sorry about the laughter. We were just discussing Aladdin's curly slippers. <laughs> uh, part three. No context needed. Is uh, questions from our listeners, and the first couple of questions are about Steve Parrish's uh, interview. There's this wide-ranging interview that was put out on the Palace channels during the week. Was it during the week or before last weekend? This week, I think it was. Last week was it before the game. I said, yeah, um, where he covered. Range of topics, mm. really, um, that people have been <clears throat> tweeting us about, tweeting him about, and a couple of people want want us to talk about it. So Jamie Peniston Raja, hi Jamie, Jamie, has says, "What did the pod think of Parrish's interview? I actually was quite impressed with his openness. Something we've all been quite critical of recently. A good sign of what's to come." And Rune Hansen, hi Rune, says, "Reflections on Steve Parrish's interview released this week." I mean, my reaction, Steve, uh, Steve, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> was that. There aren't many managers, sorry, there aren't many chairmen in the Premier League or owners who, and I'm sure most of them come under criticism from their fans for probably very similar issues, but there aren't many that would sit down and do a 15, 20-minute interview being fairly honest about those issues. Uh, No matter what you think of Steve or the answers, the fact that he's even done it, I think is probably worthy of of, of a little bit of praise. We saw Man City's, I think it was their CEO, certainly one of their high-ranking Officials did an interview last week as a kind of PR exercise off the back of the the uh, two year ban stuff, uh, which you can understand why he did that. Was I, I to be perfectly honest? I've only seen selected bits of the interview. I haven't seen that. Was it your son-in-law, Julian? Who, it was. Who, yeah. uh, all I do know about it was it was a longer interview than was edited you know, and put out. But I thought Steve was terrific. Yeah, I think I, Chris I think said as well, it, it was unscripted actually, so he hadn't, Steve yeah. didn't know the I'm sure Steve knew of the topics that were going to be sure but he rehearsed. didn't, Chris didn't actually write the questions well, so. Steve, uh, uh, having interviewed Steve for something else recently <coughs> it, it, 
it took you know, you have to listen to Steve talking about his gym and his you know, so there's a lot of stuff to lose but because he, he, he talks and he, he's not frightened of a microphone it, it's it is interesting I think the fact that he did it is the interesting thing because we've been yeah. talking for six months about nothing coming from the club at all nothing about the transfer policy about the Americans about the new stand about, yeah. about all sorts of things and suddenly this this pops up and it was an open and honest interview and he, he and like, but I think the important thing is, as you say, is that very few clubs and clubs that would do it would micromanage it to an extreme point. That's you know it would be edited yeah, by the club. I, I think the, the most uh, important thing is we all remember, of course, is Steve is a fan, hmm. and 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 the other three guys from the 2010 squad, they're fans that that, that turned turned the club round or, or phoenixed us back to life. Um, and everything Steve does, whether you like it or don't like it, he does as a fan. Because he wants the club to do better mm. than they can possibly be now. And part of that is staying up. And whatever the calculation is, that the strategy from two or three years ago was to buy, you know, everybody had buy a marquee signing, buy Benteke, buy Saka. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, but of course, break the wage structure. That's yeah. the problem. And that, that, that risk, if you like, reward, kept us up. There's no doubt about it. They're making more wealth, the... the uh, the highest paid player to keep up, but we are paying for it now, and there's you, you can't say that strategy didn't work. Well, what was interesting well, is, I mean, a lot of you know, there were critics to it, and people saying, Oh, well, it's club spin. And uh, to be well, honest, anything put out by the club is going to be club spin by the nature of it. But there were bits in there that I found really interesting, for example, talking about where's the AWB money gone, and we've we've asked that question on this podcast, yeah, well, and actually, it turns out a lot of it has gone towards interest and VAT, and and VAT yeah, which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have known that, and I don't think again many chairman Jesse would come out and say yeah. that, but to me, I was like, okay, that one, that's interesting, two, fair play for saying that, three, that kind of answers a few questions for me, so I don't I, I was just without getting this into a sort of a, a, a parish fest, I was. Genuinely quite impressed. Steve, Steve will be the sorry, Jesse. Steve will be the first to admit he makes mistakes. We've all, we, I make mistakes all the time. But when you make a mistake, you learn from it, and you will try and do something differently. But the, also, your mistakes don't impact on the lives of fifty thousand Palace fans or the moods of fifty thousand Palace fans. They might do. Well, it, yeah. you hope not. Yeah. You're right. But, You're absolutely right. Well, so I, I thought it was pretty unsurprising. Really, what do you expect him to say? Right? It's, it's. I think he was just very professional, very slick, pretty casual. Yeah. People getting upset about him putting his mug on his sofa and things like that. It's, just, it's really nothing to <laughs> that get. W- I mean, that was anxiety-inducing, <coughs> to be honest. I did, love, I did love all the pictures, though. I told Mrs. Chenry, look at this. I want a picture <laughs> of the stadium there. I want a picture of uh, you know the Palace team there. I mean, and she said no. I've, I've, I, that's a great yeah. picture. I'm looking at Kevin's wall. like five of them made, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, my debut match that I went to. Was it? Um, that was on the front cover of the programme. Was it? I've still got it. That's my wedding present for my wife. So what, what, what game was that? Um, I think it, I don't know when the game was, but it was, it was against Birmingham in 1989. Yeah. Oh, the, the fancy dress game. That, yeah, when it all kicked yeah. off. There Kevin McDonald remarked on it on the news. Yeah. Now, the, I, the, <laughs> I, Jesse's point is a good one. The mug on the sofa thing is quite true, but in the same way that Doogie Freeman, as far as I'm concerned, he, whatever he does, he can't do right in my eyes. It's as simple as that. Can't do. And it, there are people who feel the same way about Steve Parrish that he's damned if he does. He's damned if he doesn't. There are fan, Palace fans who just can't have him. So whatever he does, yeah. they will criticise or find ways to criticise. It's the same with Roy. There are Palace fans who just simply don't want him. I get the point. To manage the club, saying so, yeah, he's he's a, he's a trained guy, and it's whatever he says is going to be spin. I get that, but that that's that's him. That's he knows how to. 
Speak but, to the public. But then what would people rather have? A shambling mess who can't articulate. Exactly. Then people exactly. would say, why is this guy even talking to the camera? Why is he in charge of our club? He, he is. We know his image. He's a, he's a white boy. He's a clever, good-looking white boy. I saw, it's, I saw it's, one you know, person, I think it was on BBS or Twitter, saying, well, they've just put that out to appease the fans. I was like... Isn't that what you want? Yeah, Don't you want to be appeased? You've been, it's literally you, what you've been moaning about. He's been months saying, why isn't they putting stuff out to appease <laughs> the fans? Yeah. It, it was yeah. very slick. I'm pleased they didn't announce the season ticket renewals the next day. Because that, <laughs> that, like, where's then, my red card? Stop <laughs> it. Stop yeah. it. I'm not having it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased that they waited till the next game because that would have been too, 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 too coincidental. I'm but, buying two season <laughs> tickets again next season. <laughs> yeah. Letting JD have <clears throat> one when my son plays rugby. I know it was, it was very slick and I think even the way some things rolled out about Ben Teke back on the score sheet. I mean, he's thought about that. I was quite clever to drop that in because he doesn't say that now. He might not be able to say it for a while. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was quite clever. I mean, it's not, it was, but on the whole, unsurprising. It was Steve Parrish with a few candid questions. It was kind of what you wanted to hear. Better than silence, isn't it? But I mean, well, we're, not, we're, not, we're not going to get that every four weeks, are we? But, this, but that's the silence thing, is it? Because he went from them in the first year. They were so good at communicating with us when there's still the adrenaline of yeah. saving the club. And, and it, they were so honest about, we've spent all our money saving the club, we haven't got this, we haven't got that, we've been promoted too quickly, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly, more or less since the Americans came in, 18 months of silence. So if there is a criticism, it, it's like, again, it's like the, the balance between defence and attack. There is a, there is a balance. It's yeah. like some of the things that he answered, like the AWB money, he could easily be... Tw- he could have answered that question three, four, five months ago and saved a lot of speculation. So you you wonder why he saved it up. But it still, it I still think that people don't want to hear that, that we haven't yeah, got any money. Yeah. We haven't got any money. We're going to lose yeah. money again this year. And even though some of the AW money is in this year, we had to pay nine and a quarter million pound VAT. in VAT yeah. on it in, in the first quarter. I do think, I mean, he's Look. definitely in a position, probably with a lot of people in football at that level, where you're damned if you do yeah, and you're exactly, damned yeah, yeah. if you don't. Um, but that doesn't mean that he has to come out and do the, these but, interviews. But, and I also I think he still he still is in a position where criticism would be fair when it's applied. For example, the transfer dealings. I think they're absolutely but, but fair Steve, to ask those questions as to why you know some of those deals didn't happen. But Steve looks for criticism. Yes, yes, very true. He knows it's out yeah, there. He yeah. doesn't shy away from it. He he's, he goes deep on Twitter, yes. social media to find it because he thinks you can learn yeah. from JD, criticism. Who but would the, you prefer? To be the chairman of Crystal Palace, what kind of guy? Here Stan Kroenke, no. Joe Davis, some the Spurs guy, the the, the, the Glaziers. Would you like to be Fenway Sports? Would you like to be us to be the sort of club where a fan gets kicked out, like at West Ham for wearing a t-shirt? Oh, yeah, the Golds. No, I mean Sarah when Gold you compare, you know, the, yeah. the ownership of this club to plenty of other clubs just in the Premier League, let yeah. alone anywhere else. And also, our financial future is much more secure than it than it has been and there was a time as Julian talked about when we were buying those marquee signings mm. when we bust the wage structure and we were sailing very close to the women with financial fair play and all sorts of stuff and when we're not anymore and it's taken three years to rectify that that period when Kabai and Benteke and Wilf's wages it was a risk yes. took, Steve took the risk yeah. it, was a, it was a big gamble and it paid off we're just in a yeah. time at the moment yeah. where it, it's a bit well also I think as well you, financially you, and I know what people will say when I say this. We'll get accused of being you know, official pod, blah, blah, blah. But you have to remember the situation we were in when they took over. And they've made sure, whoever it is that's responsible, that we're not in that If we go down, which I don't think we will, okay. we're not going to go bust. We're not in that situation anymore. We, we, they took over. At, we were half an hour from going out of business. Mm. You know, and, and, and the kind and, of deals you have to do, whether it's to HMRC or to the administrators at the time... 
you cannot have a reckless policy going forward. And for the last 10 years, we might have sailed a bit close to the wind, but there's never been any danger of the club going out of business again. And that stability, by having a manager like Roy, safe hands Roy, that's part of it. I agree. The downside is we don't want it to be dull every week. We, yeah. want, we want that 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 sort of, sometimes it's Pardue-West style, let's gung-ho everybody. But and then Saturday showed it, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. There is a balance. There is a balance, yeah, yeah, yeah. it turns out. And then we come to this stage of the season, JD, where it, it, always around about the end of March, all of a sudden we're beating teams 5-0, yeah. but that's because we're safe. For a sunshine And too. he's let the reins mm. off a bit. Mm. And we've got to, that's Roy Roy's policy, or Roy Ball, if you like, in a season worked out you well, get to March and you're safe and then we'll go and look for to goals. be fair I'm not entirely sure that'll happen this season because in the past two seasons it's because we've brought people like Loftus-Cheek in yeah. and Batshuayi, Batshuayi. In, in, in January to for freshen me, things up for me what I would love but... to see happen this season and then you know Roy won't do it is because we have no money and we can't afford to buy anybody we've got to give some of our guys Premier League minutes mm. Brandon Tyrant. But that will only yeah. happen once we are safe. Yeah. No. But if we, if you know, on our current trajectory, we're going to be safe with easily a couple of weeks. You know, hopefully, touch wood, of the season left. So you'd love to see well, Pierrick and yeah, and Tyrek Mitchell. And well, they need to play. get minutes. I don't know how they do it, but they need to get mm. on the field because if they're going to be part of the squad next season, Roy won't play them if they haven't got Premier League experience. Well, speaking of uh, squad players, and actually. Talking about Steve, this is something that probably is a criticism that would be fair to be levelled at him and our direct, esteemed director of football. Uh, from Jack Aubrey. Hi, Jack. He says, not a question about his ability or if he could be good in the Premier League, but does anyone know what are the conditions of Solos loan? Sounds like it could be hard for him to play for Palace again. I mean, none yeah. of us around this table are going to know that. And no, I would open that out, though, to say... There's no, there's no loan back. There's no... Callback. Callback. Call back. And it's a two-year thing, isn't it? Yeah, so we can't get him back. But there's these, these crazy rumours about, which I'm sure is rubbish, Real Madrid making an offer and Travis yeah, Onsort quoting Madrid, 50 million or something. Real Madrid can, can buy him. He's still our player. Right, OK. We'd get, we'd get the money. Oh, OK. The, you know, the, the I thought there was some weird thing where... No, Travis Bonsport will, will have paid a loan fee. We'll Are you got, sure they haven't confused it with Bamford of Leeds United? Possibly. They look similar. Maybe they <laughs> yeah. just think it's him. Tall and blonde. Mm. And they not will very have paid, good. We, we, we would have got money from the Turkish team. Yeah, there would be a loan fee. That I'm not entirely sure how much whether they're paying all his wages or whether we're still paying some of his wages. Okay, but well, if Real Madrid, because the way the way Twitter sort of makes it out and and yeah. these reports from these various, you know, unverified websites is that we've let him go to Turkey, we can't get him back, and then it looks like Trabzon sort of might be able to buy him on the cheap and then sell him to Real Madrid for fifty million quid. No, we own his registration. But the, the, okay. other, the other thing, so is, of course, I'm not saying that useless. won't happen because we're not very good at that and sort it's of palace. thing. It's <laughs> quite possible we that they will. We are totally you know. useless at selling players. Uh, and Steve admitted it in that thing last week. You know, we actually keep them maybe longer than we should. Not selling Wolf is probably one of the strategic decisions we, we, we should probably have made, if not last summer, the summer before. But getting money in for a player that's not going to get picked in the team is something we vitally have to yeah. do when we have yeah, yeah. very but little revenues. But we had to get the money well, in. But to, be fa- but to be fair, though, not one single Palace fan, was when Sirlock went... There wasn't one single Palace fan no. going, what, this is a disaster, what are we doing? Yeah. Wickham going, people, Palace fans are going, this is, that's not a good idea. But no one thought that about Sherlock. Well, Wickham went up yeah. to Sheffield Wednesday. And what you need is to get games. Yeah, so of course, playing. he's on the bench. Which I've is got another, another question about squad players. What happens when Schlupp's fit? Does he get well, you know, I'm a big fan of Jeffrey Schlupp, yeah. but Jeff currently Schlupp. I wouldn't change anything. Because it's only really him and Sacco to come back. Sutton will give you that option on the bench, if nothing else, which yeah. we don't have from yeah. an attacking point of view. 
Well, Townsend. Where's, where's Mayor at the moment? I thought Townsend would have yeah. come on. And, and mm-hmm. again, oh, Townsend's coming on. You know he's yeah. going to score against us away, the lads. You, you can just hear them actually, saying Actually, we've had a few questions about... I was convinced he would about, start on Saturday, yeah, Townsend. I thought convinced he was going to start, start away at Everton. Yeah. Yeah. And I think actually yeah. maybe possibly should have done. I know he was carrying an injury. Um, Rob Leonard said, has Roy lost faith in Andros? It seems that IU offers more to him currently. I mean, IU is definitely delivering, but they're different players. I thought the reason he didn't come on at Everton was that if he'd have got a niggle coming on a fraction too early and then there's a two-week break, you would have kicked himself. You know, I think Mm. he's just waiting for Andros to get back to full fitness, physical and mental fitness, and then he'll... You'll see him coming on first of all. I mean, I, I currently actually wouldn't change anything, and I would still play Benteke, Ayu, and Wilf as that front three. But as you were saying, Jesse, it's an option, and bringing Andros off the bench, especially if you have got Benteke up front. I mean, that gives us almost that going back to that old school option of what we had when Benteke first signed. Andros can finish, yeah. and if there's, you keep saying why wouldn't we tonk Newcastle four or five nil? It's because we haven't got finishers like absolutely Schlupp yeah, and uh, Andros. Who they're probably they're pretty, Schlupp, Andros, and PVA are probably our best three finishers. I'd say Schlupp's a, got a great yeah. shot. That yeah. goal he scored at Fulham, you know, a couple of years back. Now. Corking shot. Well, even the goal in the home game against Bournemouth because mm-hmm. he get because he gets in the box. He, Absolutely. He, yeah, so, we, so we could do with them whether they start or not. We just need those options when we. When Oh, we, can't, we can't just be relying on the on the left back scoring free kicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's, what, what we want because again, the Schlupp, PVA, both left sided. We need that option on the right side as well. Yes, yes. To where, take, where you've got something yes. in the right hand side to get. We said before that the squad, or certainly the first eleven, but I guess yeah. really it's the squad is unbalanced. Yeah, in that kind of way. Because it's, it's how Balassi used to balance Zaha. Well, absolutely, it? absolutely. I, I don't think Zaha's ever quite been the same player without Balassi. Mm, I, I understand because that. we, you yeah. know, the, are you as, a, as an out and out winger? Isn't good enough to to take the attention of of two defenders away like Balassi used. You couldn't leave. You couldn't take your eyes off Balassi, no, and you couldn't take your eyes off Wolf. So the back four didn't know what to do, and that meant sometimes <coughs> defensive midfield players had to come back and come. And as well as are you so is playing in the years, he's a different player to Wolf. He's not a, he's a different he's not, player he's, to, even though he's doing a very good yeah, job but he's in coming, that position. But he's, his good work is coming off the wings. Like when he scored against West Ham, he, he scored that goal coming off the wing, and that's why mm. I'd still prefer to see Ayu. Is that the champagne the moment middle. of the season? Yeah, I think. Oh, so. I think yeah, so. I think it is, I isn't think it? So. For a live moment, that was oh, yeah, that was incredible, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think there'll be a, a montage of Gaeta saves, mm. yeah. which will be champagne moments. Actually, that's but, just made me think yeah. of a question: player, if player of season, who's it going to go to? Well, probably well, Guaita, isn't it? Well, there are, there's a few contenders. Oh, he's up, oh, he's up there, though, yeah. isn't he? Guaita for me, because we're going right back to early on tonight. The the he's solidified our defence. Well, he wins us points. But then I use one of some precious points. Eh? Anyway, I just popped spine, into my head. Spine, JD. Well, spine. Also, again, when it comes back to value, we didn't pay any money for Gaeta, did we? No. Or, um, and pennies for IU as well. Yeah. So, two million, so Gaeta, Piatti. That's not a play that's Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. <laughs> that's Bob Hoskins, right? Yeah, yeah pennies for IU. Pennies for IU? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Pennies for yeah. That is definitely the, what I'm going to call Bob Hoskins one was quite... Yeah, Remember good. the lipstick on the no, no, yeah. I'm going to end this apart. It's been a good chat. It's a good range of questions. We're going to end it with a question from Paul at CPFC CHW. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. He says, "Any chance people might stop moaning now?" Have you heard me moan? Yeah. No, your positivity. To has be fair, very much Julian doesn't moan even, even. He's like Selzy. He's like a theatrical oh, version God. of Selzy. Theatrical <laughs> epitaph. A theatrical <laughs> version of Selzy. <laughs> Do you, I mean, I, I think the if, mo- people if, that are going to moan will moan anyway. But I think at the moment, it feels to me a little bit like we're getting questions answered from Steve. We're seeing a bit more energy on the pitch. I feel like I'm getting 
the answer to a lot of things that I've asked for recently. Yeah, I, I think if Streety was here, he would be talking about statistics and XG and all that stuff. He would be saying you can't base this on one game. It's it's it was a really good performance. It was a very well deserved three points. But you know what will happen <laughs> if if we don't win on Saturday, then next I mean, Monday's <clears throat> pod is going to be just as bad as the last three or four. Well, and you know what? That's a lovely chance for a segue, Kevin. Thank uh, you, because we're going to end this pod with part four, where we are going to preview that derby game against Brighton. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the 5 Plan Podcast. Part four, it's our preview game. Of course, it's the big game away at Brighton, the early kickoff on Saturday. We need to find a name for this, don't we, this game? What, rather than the M23 Derby, no one calls it that. What about El Gatwico? No. Hashtag El Gatwico. February 2020, when the El Gatwico hashtag was invented. Can we copyright that? down in history as the inventor of the El Gatwico. I'm sure we called it that last time. We need to copyright that, don't we? Jesse, you are a genius. Genius, Jesse. He doesn't say much. He's like the opposite of Selzy. I'm not a writer. I can only do puns. Jesse doesn't say much. When he does say something, it's always significant. It's amazing. Selzy just, yeah, you know, I know he's well informed and the best guess we've ever had, but, you know, but he just basically just keeps shoveling it out. And then a little bit, it's like the Seven Dwarfs, a little bit of gold will drop off the shovel. But Jesse, <laughs> Jesse's so just. Panto again. I'm about to say so many Panto references around this part. Jesse's just, he's just, he's like the sort of ninja philosopher, isn't he? Another yeah, good he name just, for the pod. Um, <laughs> listen, on, on this game, it's. Um, it, it's always a big game against Brighton, and obviously going into this stage of, of you know end of February, we've just had a big win against Newcastle. We're on thirty three points. Another win would take us to thirty six. It would be great to continue this run. It's a big, big game, and when you take into account how poor we were last season against them in both games, particularly mm. at the Amex, which yeah. was very, very, very bad, it's imperative, Kevin, that we come away from this with at least a draw. And ideally, a decent performance because yeah. it would kind of unravel everything that we've worked for in the last. So you know, I don't know so. if, if we should be saying things like imperative and putting pressure on the. I know because Roy is very keen on this. It's just another game. You hope the players understand that it's not just another game. It, the fact that we got the three points on Saturday makes it less imperative in a sense. You want to see a similar performance. I mean, Brighton fans. This wasn't for them. I obviously don't listen to their podcasts. Uh, I imagine Why would you? Because I know nothing about quinoa or Labradors, basically, which I imagine is mainly <laughs> what they talk about. Um, but this wasn't meant to be for them. For the, you know, they got rid of Chris Hewton. Everyone's saying, brilliant, well done, Brighton, getting a British manager in. He's intelligent, creative. And they're not in a better situation than they were when Chris Hewton was their manager. And they're playing good football, but not necessarily picking up the points. So... The, the media's second favourite team after Tottenham aren't doing as well as the media would, would like them to do. So it's as important a game for them as it is for us. And I think that takes the pressure off us 
I, I would imagine if they're doing a pod tonight, they would be saying we we really need to beat them on on Saturday because we're I think in, they would be nervous about I've, how I, we are going to turn. I, I I agree with you, and I think they'd be more worried about the game than, than than we will. To be honest, the late the early kickoff takes a little bit of the intensity out of the yeah. The I situation just at the weather forecast, yeah. and you know, everybody's hoping that it'd be nice and sunny and we could play passing football. Um, 41 mile an hour winds from the south and west, 39% chance of rain. You can yeah, see what kind of game it's going to be. Glen Murray weather, that Newcastle is. Ne- <laughs> Newcastle next year have 0.4 goals. What the- Do you remember the home game last year when yeah. Tompkins and Dan were at the back and the ball sailed over, yes. over yeah. their heads and Muzzer just took one hit? Yeah. Yeah. That was an amazing yeah. goal. It, it's been interesting to see them dust off Muzza yeah. because they would be he's trying. just warming up coming yeah. getting yeah. ready for Saturday uh, yes, but you know exactly. he's going to tweak a hamstring in the warm up relax over it's going to be fine the weather's going he's going to fall over in the mud and twist an ankle nah, we're looking at the results yeah we can't do hang on a second you can't say Gale's not going to score and they say Murray is going to score no I'm saying he's not going to no, score he's going to tweak Murray's going to score in a game in the warm up yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Gatwick Owen. Rob is going to love El Gatwick Owen. Yeah. Just two... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sponsored by Rob Rob's, Southern. Rob's Venn diagram is just covering all of us. Wow. Talk about hate, Tony Cascarino. I hate, right? wow. I hate any kind of turbulence flying. And, and last time I, I flew... Who likes it? Yeah, but Rob... I've got, Rob, I got Rob to send me the turbulence maps. You can get turbulence maps about where on your flight it might be bumpy. And uh, Liv and Chris came back from Venice last weekend, which is now you might have spotted is closed down with coronavirus. But the, 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 I, I sent them the turbulence maps and it absolutely bloody frightening. And my daughter's face, when you see her take off, she's like this and she's white as a sheet. And landing, it was one of those sideways sort of landings coming into to Luton Airport. She didn't like it. Anyway, Rob and the turbulence maps... <laughs> Well, that's good, good get, parenting yeah. advice there from uh, Julian Chelsea. Yeah, how well, to how to reassure your terrified child <laughs> about, about to take off everything about that's to take make off in the teeth of a storm. Yeah, I, think, I think El Gatwick could get turbulent because uh, they after the results on Saturday, it was really pleasing to see that even they did beat us this weekend, they can't go above us. Yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah, yeah, absolutely a bit bittersweet to sort of yeah. go I down. Just, to I do. That. I remember last season when there was all this expectation going to the game of the Amex. And they just started it like we did on Saturday, yeah. and we were like Newcastle. They just were up for it, and we weren't. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking. It was a really, it was an awful game to watch and be yeah. in the away because you knew from the first five minutes we we're going to lose this today. I just don't so feel they that just, Roy is going to allow that to happen. He can't. He can't. Especially after I, our home <clears> game this season as well, where we sat deep, and I just don't see him approaching it in the same way. I do worry. I worry a little bit. I've got a feeling that Andros going to get a goal on Saturday. I think he's chomping at the bit to get back. Come on, this uh, is the kind of positivity yeah. we all need. I'm I just think it. we knew how Newcastle were going to start the game against us on Saturday, and I think we know that Brighton will start the game in a different way. That they're going to have more of the, of the ball than we are in the first fifteen twenty minutes, but they don't tend to make. I'm not wishing to tempt fate, but they have a lot of the ball in their games without creating too many chances and I think we just need to be aware of that again yeah they're, they're below us in the if you look at it dispassionately yeah. we're going away to a team that you would expect to get a point from if it wasn't for the I'd emotional like, attachment I'd like yeah. I'd, I would happily take a point now and then beat Watford and then you're kind of going well I think that's us for the season basically and I then think be how, nice. how quickly the mood has changed when you know this time last week we were all well, how quickly the mood changes after, after, after 90 well, minutes know, yeah, yeah first win of the decade according to goals on Sunday yeah yeah, but it's decades only. It's only February. 
If it had been November, that would have been... In the reverse fixture, I remember that proper was really good. He yeah. was just yeah. commanding it in a by-like way, just switching it left and right. Yeah. We didn't get near him. I think Luca was five, ten yards off yeah. him. I don't think Kiate started that game. Well, can, I, can yeah. I put to you on that a question from Tommy Smith? Hi, Tommy. Tommy. Who says, does Luca regain his place in the team and armband next week, or should Roy stick with that 11 that beats Newcastle? From what you were saying, I, I, would, I would... I would keep Kiate in yeah. there, based on the, the, the hole that we have without him. And the other two or three being interchangeable, as we've as we've remarked already. But it's a difficult, and I can't see him dropping Luca. But I can see McCarthy going to the bench. And uh, I can too, yeah. but I think that'd be harsh. Was oh, Luca one of the guys that was ill last week? Yeah, he, he had the virus. He put the ill in Milivojevic, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it's, it's a been virus. a fantastic pod, hasn't no. it? This so if he does drop him, we can just say he's still ill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I I think Roy's instincts would be to not. Drop the captain again. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I could see that, but but I, I think I would definitely. But then you have got McCarthy coming on for twenty five minutes of bite at the end, you know, to right. add a bit. So add know, a I'd bit rather, of... I'd rather we were tuning up. I for agree. I'm not trying to start with energy because I also I think that's the one thing Brighton won't want us to do is start yeah. with energy and start with yeah. a forward thinking aspect because they they'll be more nervous than we are. And I think Jesse's point about the fact they can't leapfrog us in the table because there was a time when yeah. the start of the season when we were quite a few points ahead of them then suddenly there was a time yes. when they were right on their tails yeah and we can they know we can put a bit of space between them you know already we're clear at the bottom three by 10 points i think assuming nine, west end don't win tonight ten, but with nine, the goal difference yeah yeah which you would assume at this stage of the season is is plenty and i, I still i thought before the game on saturday that eight points out of 12 games would see us I'm very confident. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. uber relaxed. I've been because I'm in, inspired by your back of the envelope calculation. Oh, here we go. Mm. And I've been doing it all afternoon. I think we're going to get another 16 points. 16? 16. 49 points. Well, that would equal our best ever. 49, is that right? Best ever? So yeah, 33. So 16. Yeah, right, 16 we'll get one on Saturday. And Watford and Bournemouth, you're there for the plucking. Nice. I'm loving so, that. See, Kevin, this is what you do. This is what your influence does. Mm. It makes people. We've got a very nice notepad here, or notebook. Yeah, I, I, this I is my uh, theatrical notepad. I must say, I was slightly surprised by the response <laughs> to my piece of paper. Yeah, I had an anthropologist get in touch with me via John Curran. Go, yes. about your piece of paper. Like, what? It's and a piece just, of paper. just because I'm sure people will be wondering from last week. Are these all palace yeah. notes? Just keeping your no, uh, people like notes. Romeo and Ju- Romeo and Juliet interviews there. Mm. Oh, Sheila didn't do well, did she? No. Oh, crikey! I'll Who's give you a tip to go and see a show. Go and see and Juliet with Palace fan Ollie Thompson oh, playing it? William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Well, these are all the songs of Max Martin. You know all the songs. I know the songs. But oh, I've heard started. about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like the singing yeah. bits in musicals. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do like music. That's, that's, musical not, that's very unfair. funny. That's unfair. I do like the classic musicals. Yeah, I'm a big Gene yeah. Kelly fan, but just mm. modern stuff. Anyway, it's just on your it's too much hip hop. Why does every musical's got to be hip hop now? It's well, just, since Hamilton, isn't it? It's just a violin. Yeah, Hamilton's good. Though. Um, I don't I, need a band. If there's a musical uh, called XG, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, XG musical. I'm not seeing it. That's right. Your your note. Your Paper hasn't manifested yet. Ten games, still just just ten. It's mine. Yeah, it's always. I I couldn't make this more clear, could I? No, last time we talked about it. It's the last ten. We talked about last week. As not a photocopy of mine. Watford. I don't want to see a photocopy of you or anything. To be perfectly honest, because that's how we first met, as you remember. (laughs) Right. I know that's how people get parts in your plays, but that's. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what we started with theatre? We're ending with theatre. Can I just? On that note, I think we should just you make... we were ending, but we're not. We're <laughs> we coming back for an encore, everyone. El Gatwick is coming into land. Let's, yeah. let's hope for, for some theatrics from Wilf, which is likely to be his last game for us against Brighton and Ooh. at the Amex. 
Really? Yeah. It's got to be, could be Could be. What, because Brighton are going down or because Wolf's going to leave us in the... One of the, one of the two, maybe. But, you know, okay. let's just hope for a little bit of a cameo from Wilf. It'd be nice to... Uh, It'll be nice, oh. wouldn't it? We, yeah. we actually need something from Wilf this season. Yeah. It's been a few games, actually, since... Yeah. When was the last time? When was that 3 2 against Brighton? Well. When was oh, that? Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he might have been ill as well. He's not. Maybe. He's, he's put in solid performances, but he's not yeah. lit up a game like we know he can do. Yeah. Mm. It'd be very nice. Hopefully, Wilf is um, on form. Julian, you've been on form. Thank you very much it's for joining so us. It's been on fire. Was it anything to do oh, with the gin and tonic and the uh, who Possibly. Who knows? But it's been wonderful. Thanks um, for inviting me. It's been wonderful sort of being in the, in the shrine that is. <laughs> The Palace podcast. Kevin's then. living room. And we should point out, obviously, that you're here as part of your patron perk from the top oh, I tier. I love being a patron. I love being a patron of the FYP yeah. pod. Also, next time, can we have a few weeks off without a patron? Because apparently I had to get food in, <sighs> drink nice. in, and also, yeah. Pizza. But, I cooked. But that Kevin, also, that, that winter potato salad I cooked. Bloody so but Kevin, that's how much we love our patrons. Mm. This that's is what we'll do, we'll do for them. And that's of course, true. if you want to be like Julian and join our patron, <laughs> here we go. You can go to <laughs> patreon.com. <laughs> I want like you, talk like you, and be like you. You can go to patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. Jesse, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Top man. And Kevin? I live here. I live here. Thank you. Yeah. And what does that, that work on the bingo? It's another one for Kevin Bingo. <laughs> Classic. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Of course, patrons will get a post match pod uh, from the Amex at the weekend, and we'll be back next week with a normal pod. Same time, same place. Have a great week, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Is it a full curly slippers, Aladdin? Yeah. Is it? I can show you the picture of our genie. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very dodgy. Wait till we've gone for that. In a current climate, (laughs) I wouldn't be doing that. Right. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.